This episode is sponsored by Jamal Thruston, my personal transformation coach. By the end of 2019, I reached a point where I wanted to transform my mindset of living a healthy lifestyle and not just my body. That's where Jamal came in. Having been trained by some of the world's top transformation coaches and being a physical fitness trainer himself, Jamal offered his services to me and I have had consistently pleasing results ever since at an affordable cost. Whether it be my mind, my body, or both transforming week to week, I have never felt more holistically amazing in my entire life. If you're looking for someone to walk with you on your journey to becoming a better holistic you, you can go to www.physicaltransformationsupport.com and message Jamal directly using my referral code, FIRSTBASO. In doing so, you will receive your first two sessions with him free. If after those two sessions, you decide to sign up to have Jamal as your very own personal coach using my referral code, you will receive $20 off your first month of weekly sessions. Choose Jamal Thruston. You won't regret it. For more information, please visit www.firstbasso.com. You're listening to First Basso. Welcome to First Basel, a show where we learn together how to take that first Basel toward becoming the best versions of ourselves. My name is Candace Olushola, and today I have a very special guest with me, and he is my health coach. His name is Jamal Thruston. He's a certified personal trainer, and he specializes in physical transformations. He's been in the industry for almost a decade now, and he has actually helped thousands of people lose anywhere from 10 to 200 pounds so he's pretty legit guys so without further ado here is jamal thruston how are you doing man hello happy to see you happy to be here yeah it's so nice to be able to share you with the world because i feel like people need to know about you and what you do and your craft and it's been beneficial for me as a client of yours um and so i think it's really cool to have a, a way to showcase you and in what you do every day for people so let's jump into today, today's topic but first why don't you go ahead and share a little bit more about yourself yes absolutely thanks first and foremost for this opportunity and yeah i'm jamal I, as, as you mentioned, I'm a trainer. I specialize in physical transformation, so that can entail weight loss, that can entail muscle gain, and I have a business right now where I do online coaching when it comes to uh, supporting you on your nutrition, supporting you on the mindset piece, and also, of course, the exercise, and then I also do in-person personal training here in Owensboro, Kentucky, so that's my role. Is my, my intentions is to help as many people in this world as I can. I really enjoy the process. I love seeing folks make transformations. And beyond that, when it comes to my casual life, I enjoy playing the uh, bass periodically. I enjoy, of course, getting my own workouts in. And I love hanging out with my friends and finding and doing whatever there is to do uh, to really enjoy this world that we have. Yeah. Ah, That's awesome. So um, I know today you wanted to share a little bit about 
how to start a business, right? And I know you've had, you've definitely had your hand in a lot of business. So first off, what what is your business? What would you say that is? Yeah, so when it comes to my business, what it looks like is I am my own boss and right now my own employee. So when it comes to in person, it looks like I have a contract with a gym and I do one-on-one personal training there and then when it comes to online i do my online coaching and also online personal training as well that's what it looks like currently nice and what was it that led you to start your own business especially being your own boss like what process did you go through just deciding to go that route versus just joining a business and being under them so when it comes to being a business owner that started honestly sometime in my teenage years where it just the idea of creating something for our world just sounded fascinating it just sounded really cool that we could add something to this world when it comes to a, a idea that we have make it into a project and you know really build it up and bring it to the world and let folks experience it and sit back and be like awesome i made this or if you're with a team we made this and it's so fascinating to see everyone and what they're getting out of it. So since I was a teenager, I had a fascination with the ability that we can create something and really empower the world when it comes to serving our world with its continued evolution. Uh, so that's what got me into the business. And as time has gone on, it's become more and more solidified. Like I've mm. worked many jobs where I wasn't the business owner. And I have learned that I really want to be the business owner because I feel like personally that if I am an employee, which is, hey, I'm, I'm okay with that. I love the stability. When it comes to being an employee, I love stability. It's so nice to have. And yeah. at the same time, I'm sitting there feeling like I'm not utilizing all of the experience and skill sets that I have to offer to the world. I feel like I'm limited mm. and that's the challenge is part of me loves the stability and the safety and the other part of me wants to do more because I don't feel like I'm fully being utilized and mm. at the end of the day what keeps winning is I want to use more of me and it always goes back to being more in a leadership role whether it's a manager or rather it's a business owner nice that's awesome so so did you start off right the bat right off the bat being your own boss or is this new like how long have you been your own boss it's been on and off one of my first jobs actually was a business owner it was me and two others okay this is before i was in the physical activity realm i was in the computer industry at this time this oh. was late high school Okay. This is about junior, senior year time frame. And me and two others, we created a designer. And it went on for about two or three years. And I learned a lot from that experience. Mm -hmm. It was a wonderful experience. And I learned what it actually takes to build a business. But I didn't really learn what it takes to build a business from that business. It was from future endeavors that really taught me how to build a business. But it kind of got my feet a little bit wet when it comes to what a business owner is like and how unknown it is and how unstable it can be. Mm. And 
yeah, that, that was my that was my first step when it comes to the business world. Wow. Okay. So explain the steps that you took in order to create the business that you have. Like, is there what what is the pre planning stage like? What is what is it like to actually enter in and make it function? Like, what what is what is the flow of of steps that someone would need to take in order to go on this endeavor? Yeah, so if you would like to create a business, so I've learned a lot when it comes to creating a business. I have to rewind a little bit, if that's okay. Yeah. A few years ago, I had the opportunity of being a area manager for a newer weight loss company, which I was excited for because in that position, I had all the resources I needed to do what I wanted to do. I had uh, the owner. I wasn't the owner. I was the area manager. The owner supported me when it comes to finances and resources. I was able to have my own employees. I was able to train everyone from the ground up. Like I was truly able to live as a business owner without the owner aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And that taught me a lot when it comes to how do you build a business that in that opportunity, we started from nothing. There were two physical brick and mortar locations that were built from the ground up. And I was to be a part of all of it when it comes to getting the first members to be a part of that experience and to use our services. I was a part of, as I mentioned, training staff, getting staff there. I was a part of literally everything and it's successful. It's still up and running now. I'm not with it today and it's still up and running now. So after that experience, and after the first experience I had that I mentioned when I was a web designer, what one thing I've learned is I feel one of the first things that we need to have established is not the business plan, not any of that. More so, we need a mindset to serve us to make this successful. What I mean by that is I have learned that I need to prepare for the possibilities that I could be working 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week or more just to get things started. I have to mentally accept that this could be a reality because starting a business, it when I, when I first pictured it, I thought it really was as simple as creating something and being like, all right, here it is. And it just grows and becomes successful. That's literally and, what's in my head about starting a business. I'm just like, oh, just Google it. You'll be fine. Yeah, you just Google it, you just start it, you make a project, you put it out in the world, you just make a Facebook post or whatever, like, all right, guys, here's my business, Ta-da. and it's going to be successful. <laughs> and Fake that's news. not the reality. <laughs> I mean, for a small few of us, congratulations, and maybe, but for a lot of us, what I've learned is you have to make it happen. Mm. And when I was a area manager for this weight loss company, I had to make it successful we didn't, even if we put in all the money in the world on radio, TV, et cetera, which we did, that honestly didn't do anything. It wow. hardly gave us anything, spending all that money, thousands of dollars on radio, TV, all that stuff. We hardly got anything out of it. You have to make it work. I spent months talking to hundreds of people a month, month after month, 60, 70, 80 hour a week, not only networking, but also training this future staff and also, just all these other logistics, it was the most <sighs> I've ever worked in my entire life. And that is what it took to get that business running. So the first thing that I feel is critical when it comes to starting a business is, are we 
at a place where we can mentally take this on because, hey, if we are balancing a full-time job with kids and all that stuff, mm. can you add on to that 60 hours a week of work? Not saying you're, you're going to work 60 hours. You could probably do fine with 40 hours or maybe even 30, but there is a possibility where it could take more than what you're expecting. Are you willing to do that? Is your goal of this business so important to you that it's worth really giving it your all? And maybe not even having sleeps the, the way you like to sleep some nights. Maybe not even eating on the schedule you like to eat some nights. Like, is mm. all that worth it for you? And, and so that's the first thing I have to make sure I'm ready for is is my mindset there. Yeah. That's the first thing yeah. I do. And then after all that, then we make the business plan and <laughs> we look at how am I going to do sales and how, how am I going to get some members or whatever, or clients or whatever, and what is the business itself? Then I do all that. But mindset is number one, I found. Okay. And so then after you get that mindset, what, like, how, how did you go about designing that business plan? And like, how did you reach out to people to start contacting? How did, how did you decide you wanted to be your own business person versus having a partner? Like, how do, how do people process those ideas? Because I know people often, like you said, you had a business endeavor with friends in high school, but right now you're doing it solo. So what made you do that? And what were what was the business side of just trying to put those pieces together? Like, did you get business cards? Did you? How do you go about finding who to network with? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So that's a great question when it comes to, hey, why own your own versus a partner or how do you know which to do and I feel that is dependent on your situation and also your preferences mm-hmm. like for me in my current situation now my intentions is first and foremost I have a vision when it comes to how I can support this world and I do work better with a team and mm-hmm. I have intentions of building a team And at the same time, after running a business with two others, I found that um, I I found I I have a preference of doing it on my own. (laughs) I have to think a little bit deeper when it comes to the deeper reasons of why. Um, But I I just have a preference of being my own boss for now. Yeah. And when it comes to how I go about building the business, I think about. Who, who am I serving? Like, who is my target audience? And my target audience are those who have intentions of creating a physical transformation. And where do I find them? And reality is you can find folks like that anywhere. Right. Um, yeah. But just because you can find them anywhere doesn't mean that they're ready mm. to work with you. So, for example, That's one true. could think, oh, Jamal, you know, well, obviously, maybe your target's McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> like wouldn't that be the place to go just stand outside and, the door as people walk out it's like i see you have a mcflurry i'm a physical trainer like- <laughs> yeah exactly and i don't know maybe that would work but i i've learned that the reality of things is not only do you want to go where your audience is but you also want to go where your audience is not only physically but also mentally too mm. like sure Good i point. may have an audience at mcdonald's who have intentions of weight loss or even muscle gain. And a lot of them may not be at the point where they're saying, hey, you know what? Now's the time for me 
to make the physical transformation that I would like to make. They may not be there. So right. I have to figure out where is the audience that I'd like, not only physically, but also mentally. So that's why it's great to have a partnership with Jim because folks at the gym are a lot more likely to not only be physically ready, but also mentally because they're already taking action when it comes to a transformation. So that's why sometimes you may see me at the gym with a table mm. and talking to members because these are the folks that are more likely to work with me versus a, a different place. So that's one example. It's all about where is, who is my audience? That is critical to define. Mm. I thought we all need to define that. Yeah. And then where would they be not only physically, but also mentally. And what I do is I have intentions of making as many lists as I can of where these places may be because, hey, gyms are closed right now. So Good point. Am I just out of business? No. When it comes to business, again, you have to make it work. There will always be something coming up. Just like making a physical transformation, there's always going to be something coming up. You have an injury. You get sick you're stressed out, something is always going to come up. And in these moments, you have two choices. You can either let the thing happen and prevent you from being where you want to be with your goals, or you identify, okay, here's a problem, and what can I do to get around it? So mm-hmm. in this current situation, I can't do gyms. And that's, cur- that's currently what I'm looking at right now is where is my audience when this virus is going on and how can I continue to reach them so that I can – and so far, social media has been helping me with that, and I continue to look in different ways. So target audience is critical. Having that mindset is critical. Identifying, am I someone who can do this on my own, or am I someone who works better with a partner? Some folks work really well with a partner because, let's be honest, some of us need that additional person maybe for accountability or for additional motivation. The list goes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that second person can be huge for us. And there are pros and cons when it comes to having that partner because, uh, let's be honest, when there's two people involved, then v- visions can er- differ and yeah. uh, opinions can differ, and you know those can be a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's a start, and feel free to ask me anything deeper about or anything else I do when it comes to building a business. Or yeah, so... Okay, so you that's I, I love that you said first we you have to assess your own mindset about am I ready to do this for a, ver- a variety of reasons. Then you have to figure out who your target audience is and what their mindset would be as well. Like there's a huge theme here of mindset that you don't necessarily hear, hear people talk about when it comes to starting a business. They're just like step one, do this, step two, talk to this person, step three. But the mindset piece, I think, is a crucial thing that people need to really think about. Like, yeah, I want to create a business, but this may not be the time for me. And if my if I'm not ready, then my my target audience won't be able to receive my services in the most conducive way. So then after you've assessed your mindset, you've found a target audience, you've identified them, you've assessed their mindset in relation to the business you want to build on their behalf, and you've assessed whether or not you want a partner or a group of partners or not, and team building, how do you... So you said you would like, for your business, you would go to a gym. And 
assess, you know, set up a table and assess the people there on how they are about, you know, doing the journey all on their own or having someone like you to help them get to their goals. Okay, so then what would be the step you take um, on the financial side? So you have this concept, you want to help people, and now you have to somehow convince them to pay you. Mm -hmm. And you also need money to keep it running. So like, where do you start? Do you start with the figuring out how much your services would be so that way you get money from them first to start putting money into what you need? Do you have to have money first to start building something that would be attracted for them to want to pay for? How do you set your own price for your business? I feel like this is a, this is a part of business that really seems abstract to me. Like how do you, how do you set a value and how do you know how much money to put in on the front end of a business yeah. that you're starting? I I, I haven't I I've tried to look stuff like this up on Google and I feel like the the information out there is so so confusing that I wouldn't know how to go about starting a business on the financial side. Absolutely. And honestly, I'll share from my experience, there may be some stuff online, Google from other folks who will share something totally different and even more effective. Um, this is all from my experience when it comes to finances. First, I'll talk about starting a business. So it takes resources and time and money to get a business going. Mm -hmm. That will be true for all of us to some degree. And it's really important, I feel, to think about the short and the long term with this. For me, with the business that I have started, I needed it to start very lean because mm. I did not have a lot of resources and I refused to be an employee. So I was like, all right, Jamal, listen, if you want to start a business, then you're going to have to figure out what does this business look like with the amount of resources that you have. I believe there's always an answer to our questions if we look deep enough. So what I did starting off is I answered the question and it took some time. How can I start a business with hardly any income? And I found my answer. One is I created a online component. And two is... So like a social media page? Is that what you mean? Like a social media page or like a website? Like a free website? So when, I, when I say online, I mean utilizing services like Zoom, social media, Gotcha. Pretty much anything I do, a lot of things that what I do is online. And the reason why that is very cheap for me is I used to be a web designer. I can make my own website. I can create a lot of graphics and visuals. So I am a, I can save myself a lot of money by utilizing skill sets that I have. So uh, that is one way that I can save a lot of money. Yeah. And when it comes to internet, internet is accessible in many places for not a lot of money. I don't want to say specific places, but there's a lot of places that we can go to use internet with not a lot of expenditure of our income. Like we don't even have to have internet at our house to get internet. Right. So there are 
ways to create things that we want to create with the resources that we have. If we take the time to answer the question, what resources do I have and how can I use what I have to create a business? There is always an answer. If you're not satisfied with that answer, then maybe we need to save up more money Mm -hmm. or whatever to get the business going because while I could do this online coaching and training, I couldn't do this if I wanted to make a chicken farm. Oh, yep. Or maybe I I could. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Never tried to make a chicken farm. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm assuming that takes land and chickens and money and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe there's a way to do it without (laughs) a lot of money, but uh, for me, uh, that wasn't the path I wanted to take. So I answer that question is what resources do I have and how can I get my business going from what I have? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I started with the business I have now. And when it comes to my prices and everything, what I've done is I fortunately have worked in this industry for years. I think it's very valuable to work in the industry that you'd like to create a business in because you really learn things. Like for me, if I created this business that I have now, then I would definitely be uncertain about my prices and uncertain about a lot of things. But because I've been in this industry for years mm-hmm. and I've worked in different business models and places, I'm aware of what i had a charge in the past mm-hmm. and I'm aware of what my value is now from that. So it's a lot easier for me to establish prices. Mm. So I would say it's very helpful to either work in this industry that you'd like to get into, or if that is not something that we prefer, then doing some research when it comes to, okay, well, what businesses are doing what I'm doing and what are they charging? What are their business models and doing that kind of research and starting off with something. You start off with something, and the people will tell you if it's great or not. Everything I do is determined by the people. I serve the people. So I have my prices at this, and I talk to hundreds of people. And if so, if a few of those people buy in, then that lets me know that, hey, I have something. Mm-hmm. Um, if no one buys in, then I need to maybe re- re-look at things. So I know with the you know, what we're doing, like me as your client, you actually started me off in a test group, right? Mm -hmm. So, and in the test group, it was a free for a certain number of weeks, and then you set a price after. So, did you have a price in mind before you started this test group, or did you start thinking of the pricing based on how the test group was running yeah that's a good question so when it comes to the test group so for the audience to know i when i started this business i started with online coaching when it comes to nutrition coaching and when it comes to mindset coaching for physical transformation and i've done this before in other avenues this was the first time doing it under my name doing it the way I'd like it to go. Mm-hmm. So for me to build a business, I need people. <laughs> so for yes. me to get people, what I do, and this is a strategy that I found that's pretty effective, is I offer something for, I, I, I make the bar of entry very low, okay. rather it's free or rather it's a very cheap commitment or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just want as many people as I can get. So yeah. Let's just say that I say, hey, everyone, the first 20 people get this for free for a few weeks to try it out. 
it's free. What's your excuse to get in? Right. So that gives me 20 people. Yeah. If, I, if I'm starting a business and I say, hey, right off the bat, if you want in, it's this price, then I may not get as many people. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the true reasons of why I started off to be free was not only to test something when it comes to maybe a little bit of modifications to some things I've done in the past, but it was more so to get people to use me as a service and to gain trust that I, I can serve you uh, with what I have and then to be like, hey, awesome. So you see that we can be awesome together. Great things can happen. We've already created awesome things. Now here's the price. So it's it's really effective when it comes to starting a business for me and getting people on board quickly by having that low bar of entry and then from there the price, that price is all from the past when it comes to my experience in the industry and also yeah it's, it's mostly from my experience in the industry so i i had a ballpark of where the price would be so yeah does that help does that answer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and and i'm th- i'm also thinking of of people who may want to jump into a business that they may not have had previous not I'm not saying previous experience with that doesn't really make sense but I mean I mean I just mean like like for example I'm starting a podcast right and mm-hmm. there's people who make money off of their podcasts so just thinking of like okay so if I've never been in podcasting I would have to go and probably look up what people charge for different services within podcasting depending on what they're offering how much time etc etc so i would assume even in a business like yours like hey maybe i've always you know been in the gym and i'm now a fresh trainer but maybe i haven't like officially had this large clientele but i know i'm good at my craft coming out I need to figure out how to set a price on my services just walking onto the scene. You know, like maybe I should do free services first and then see if I can figure out a price based on how it goes for the first trial group for however many weeks or something like that. So it's it's nice that you if you can get the experience in whatever this business venture you're trying to go into – um, if you can get that experience, you probably will find out those types of things. Like what is the financial piece? What are the, like, what are the business tools that you need to keep this machine running well? Um, mm-hmm. but I know not everyone has that specific ability. Like they're kind of just jumping in and seeing because they have a passion for whatever business they have or they're they're going into um so once you have figured out your mindset figured out your target audience figured out their mindset figure out how to reach your target audience how to plan your hours and the how much you're going to work, how much you're going to charge, how big or small your clientele is going to be. How do you then make this legal? Like there has to be a legal component to 
starting a business if you want it to be like or I guess I guess if you want to turn it into something like an LLC or something like that does that make sense yeah. or does every business have to have that I don't know I just assumed that every business had some kind of like you register for something to have your name your business name out there I guess is what I thought. I know nothing, so you could teach me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no worries. I am a huge component or proponent or whatever the word is. I <laughs> I am a big fan of making things legal. Amen. That's good. Yes, yes. Keep it legal. You never, you, 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 you never know in this world. It's If we can make every step we have legal, then we can be a lot more at ease. And at the same time, there can be a large cost in time and money when it comes to attempting to make every stuff legal. So I feel like it may be a balance for some of us when it comes to what are we willing to take a risk in when it comes to waiting at a later date to have something more legal-ish for and what are we not. Um, when it comes to being a business owner, the way I have it right now is I don't have to pay fees as far as I understand if I'm wrong someone correct me and let me know immediately but um, <laughs> it's like if I've been behind in fees I'm so sorry please let me know yeah if I'm behind on fees <laughs> let me know but I am doing my taxes I am aware of my income and I'm I have money set aside for taxes that's a biggie that's a biggie taxes oh don't whoa that wait go you. back what a, wait put sorry put money aside for taxes wait yeah explain that to me what yeah, so there's one thing we don't want to play with. That's taxes. Mm-hmm. We don't want to play with that. I'm not going to play with that. So there's one thing I am fully, fully doing is I am setting aside. I read online. I'm not perfect at this at this at all. Um, but I read online. It's good to set aside 30% of what you make. Talk to a CPA or anyone similar to what is figure a CPA? out what's the most a certified a CPA. Somebody. Uh, they're money professionals. They, Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, get a CPA and have them give you some more specific advice. In the meantime, I read that it's good to set aside 30%. And by the way, the last business endeavors I did, I didn't have to do the money stuff. So this is why I'm not the most uh, knowledgeable about it. I was very fortunate in that someone else did all the money stuff. So this is a new world for me, but I know not the play of taxes. So I'm setting aside 30% of my revenue for that Mm -hmm. and when it comes to the legality there are some great resources that i found uh there's a website called rocket lawyer r-o-c-k-e-t lawyer.com and they you pay like a cheap fee monthly and you have access to a lot of documents for Mm -hmm. legality stuff like i was able to find a contract for personal training and those kind of things so that's a lot of money um, because attorney fees can be very expensive (laughs) for anyone who's dealt with attorneys or seen their hourly rates like $200 plus kind of expensive oh, no. and if oh. you're a new business owner you may not have that kind of income that. so there's <laughs> places out there where you can get already made documents for folks to sign for a lot cheaper and stuff so um, that's what I'm using right now I would like to invest into a former attorney when it comes to really getting some good legality stuff created specifically for my business and the way it runs but um, because of my uh, current resources that's still growing, I'm looking at cheaper routes to get kind of just enough to where I feel a little bit more at ease. 
uh, like insurance and those kind of things too. Because hey, oh. this may need insurance, so keep oh, that in mind Lord. too. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of different right. things here that keep in mind, but you can see the money stacking up if you're not careful. Yeah. And uh, but good news is there are some cheaper alternatives for a lot of things. And if we go negative with the legality, do know that we're taking a risk. Mm-hmm. And are we willing to risk it? Because certain certain things, we really want to make sure that we have some legality stuff or other certain things people rarely sue for. Um, right, right. So we have to be able to identify what those are and what risks we're willing to take. Um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And again, I'm not super experienced when it comes to legal and the money stuff. That's what I'm developing in currently. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of my mindset on it now I and mean, again if someone hears me say something crazy and needs to correct me please mess me. <laughs> <laughs> let him know okay so well, i, I guess pretty, okay with this. yeah so i guess that you would either find someone who can do the financial and legal side that may be a fee finding someone mm-hmm. else to do that so that would depend on whether or not you have the money to dish out for someone to do that side of your up and coming business or you can go a less expensive route and kind of navigate it yourself and save up some money at least on the front end so then maybe later as you have money you can afford what you really want and desire later or if you start off with the money now hey have at it go ahead and get yourself Get the lawyer, do all the things. Yeah. All power to you. Um, wow, that oh, and then insurance. I didn't even I didn't even think of that. I should have, but I didn't. So like with the how, when when do you start is this all part of your business plan? That when you're thinking about the financial, the insurance side, the legality side, is that all part of the business plan? It's great to have in a business plan. It wasn't uh, I would say some of it was a part of my initial business plan. Some of it wasn't, um, but it's all great to have in a business plan. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a lot of these things can depend on your industry. Mm, so yeah. for example, with you being the podcast industry, it may be effective to talk to those who've been in it for a while and be like, Hey, is there any need for any kind of insurance in this world? Um, I don't think there would be, but there could be, who knows? There right. was there any, like anything I need to be in mind of when it comes to the legality that I should invest in or consider, um, so I would say it is very industry dependent. I would definitely reach out to those who have been in the industry for a while and get their thoughts in your industry when it comes to the legality side or the insurance side or any of those, because they are important to have when it comes to thinking about your business, because right, you never know. So hundred percent. Hope that helps. Yeah. We're not trying to go to jail folks. So let's no. not, let's not do that. Do your taxes, guys. <laughs> Do your taxes. No fraud allowed. Good. Awesome. So, so now you're you're up. You're running, and and things have been, you know, you're going well. But has how has this business endeavor been successful for you so far? And what challenges have you faced that you would have? wish you had done differently or that you later found a better route and you finally took that route instead? Like what, what were the, the pros and cons or the ups and downs of making this business venture? And how long did it start to act when, from the time that you thought about it to the time that you actually started, when was that time frame as well? 
So I started, I would say I formally started this business sometime in December. I officially, I believe, started getting revenue in January when it comes to this business. I have to double check my records. But either way, it's been around December, January. So it's very new. This is my first time truly being on my own when it comes to a business owner. I've, again, done business and a lot of other endeavors that have empowered me. I've been an area manager. I've been a business owner of two others. So I have a lot of experience. It's my first time doing it on my own. So uh, it's been, it's, it's still relatively new. And when it comes to how it's doing, it's doing well, thanks to what I've learned in the past. Yeah. And it's also doing well because I built this business with hardly any money, um, which Definitely took some stretching, but it was well worth the effort. Mm-hmm. It was well worth the effort. Yeah. Um, because any revenue that I get can more easily help me essentially feed myself and get myself going. So hey, we got very, very, very grateful that I figured out how to create this business with not much resources. Mm-hmm. So it's it's doing well. I will say with our current circumstances uh, with the COVID nineteen, that is a challenge for a lot of folks in this industry when it comes to the health and wellness industry so that's something that i'm currently navigating however i this is the mindset piece this is the mindset piece mm-hmm. how what opportunities exist in this moment this moment sucks for a lot of us yeah. and it's okay to acknowledge that it's okay to be with that it's okay not to ignore that it's okay to cry it's okay to have anger etc and what opportunities exist from this? Because diamond is made from stress. That's true. So what diamond can I find in the stress that I'm dealing with now? Mm. And that serves me when it comes to these kind of moments. And that's what's helping me break through it. And honestly, that's what helped me get the business started in the first place. I hardly had anything when it comes to resources and money. So, but no. I want to help as many people as I can. Yeah. What can I do in this moment? It's stressful. What can I do? And by answering these questions, there's just imagine there's always an answer. When we can find it, it can really catapult us when it comes to not only our business transformation, but hey, even our physical transformation. Yeah. It all goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I figured out how to build a business when you didn't save up for a business. I figured that part out. Oh, yeah. It's up. Here I am. Yeah. And... I'm currently navigating the COVID stuff. Right. That part I have a little bit figured out, and that part I'm still figuring out. And it's all about just continuing to grind and search for the answer. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. And other negatives, those have been honestly the two biggest roadblocks for me is the beginning and where we're currently at. Yeah. Everything else I've been very happy with. I will say in the beginning, it took, as expected, the mindset piece, make sure you're ready. It took a lot of sweat, tears, and blood to really get things running. And there were weeks where I'm just kind of like, man, can I get some clients? Like, is this going to work out? Mm. But I knew it would work out because I've done it before. Yeah. Like, I've done this many times before, but there's always the feeling of uncertainness with business. And that's normal. Mm. That's a yeah. part of it. If you're yeah. going to start a business, expect to feel like things will fail. Yeah. <laughs> expect yeah. to feel like you're not going to 
whatever. That's a part of it. If it's not, congratulations, you're one of the few. Yeah. Um, but you just have to keep pressing. If things aren't working, you change things and you just keep going until things uh, you know, start to change. And that always happens when you really keep pushing and you learn from what hasn't been working. You have to, you have to really be vulnerable and be like, okay, this is not working. What do I need to adjust? Um, but we can make things work, but it does take sweat, blood, and tears. So it's been overall positive, I would say. But of course, there's roadblocks, which is the nature of the beast. Yes, that is true. That's I, I like that you mentioned that, you know, what you do leading up to, for you, this would be a first possible moment for you stepping into your own business venture. And, mm-hmm. and the planning before that the activation of the business is very important. I've, I've actually talked to other people in um, other interviews that I've done for the podcast about in their craft how important the, we called it like a, a pregame time, like the, the training time, the planning time, the hours that you put in, to go into the actual game, whatever that is for you, whatever industry, business, career, whatever that is, that venture, the planning part is so crucial to make sure that once you're in, you kind of, you still have to adjust yourself depending on what comes your way and who you're working with, but at least you would have stability in your craft and your the training that you took seriously, the hours of planning and really trying to come up with the plan A's, the B's, the C's, and in case this happens, what am I going to do here? If this happens, what am I going to do over there? And how that actually makes going into a business venture, even if you, like you said, are nervous at the time you start the actual business and have clients and are looking for clients, um, that nervousness doesn't necessarily mean that you're not capable or that it's going to fail. It's just that level of adrenaline and actually starting the craft. And you use that to propel. And if something goes wrong, it goes back to that mindset of, okay, I need to collect myself. I need to reassess the situation and figure out how to get around it, right? Mm -hmm. How do I make this still work in my favor so that way my clientele still gets what they need from my business despite the fact that XYZ has happened in the middle that could be roadblocks. So, you know, if whoever is listening to this, if you're trying to start a business or you you feel so lost, you've, you've gone all over Google and you are just even more confused than you were before. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this thing keeps falling. If you're just as confused as you were going to search on Google as you were, you know, going into that feeling confused, more confused than you were before you started, um, know that you are not alone. Um, that are a whole bunch of people before you that have felt just as confused. And it's still possible to start a business. It may be a little awkward in the beginning trying to feel for what you're doing because you can have a plan and then go into your venture and be like, oh, that didn't quite go the way I thought it would in my head. But now let me go back to the drawing board. You're always allowed to go back to the drawing board and reassess, move pieces around, 
talk to more people about their ideas with what you're saying or what you're thinking as far as what your business venture is and then trying to re re-execute something or execute something different so don't feel nervous about not a lot not the business not being perfect right off the bat because it's not going to be um but it'll be a learning experience each step of the way as well and so back to what you had said with starting with the mindset assessing ourselves are we ready if not what do i do to get ready how much more research do i need to do i need to reassess my schedule i need to reassess my contacts i need to reassess what my target audience would be i need to assess all those things financially as well insurance don't forget insurance and then jump into the business now i'm in the business well, I guess it's still, uh, well, I guess, yeah, it's still business or planning or both. The clientele. Who's my target audience? What is their mindset? How do I work with them? Does the business model that I have in mind work for my target audience? If not, how do I change that? And going into the business and really being flexible depending on what your business is and how the business is going don't want to be I would assume you don't want to be rigid with Mm-mm. everything you'd want to no. <laughs> be open to having to potentially and more than likely change something about your business or model or the whole plan may have to just go in the trash and start over which is fine because you're yep. learning um yep. but you as you learn you may, if you make a mistake or if it doesn't work that's something you've learned table that put that in a I've learned this file and try something else and see if that one works until you get something right and you can build off of the things that you get right and learn from the things that you don't and how do you keep yourself um like do you do you see what other trainers are doing for their idea like for ideas for what you could do better do you continue studying other other people that you maybe look up to as mentors or just how they've done their business? Yeah, I think it's always important to be willing to grow because you will never have everything figured out. Mm -hmm. You will never be like, okay, I'm done learning. I have everything figured out. It's all going to be good. There's always something to learn. There's always ways to make things even better, even more effective. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, for me, I still read books when it comes to mm. business and different topics like that. So that helps me learn new strategies, new mm. ideas, new topics. One of the uh, trainers gave me some uh, books recently that I'm going to check out. And uh, I also have a book club I'm a part of. So that helps me too when it comes to mindset and different ideas. And then on top of that, having a network of other folks is important, rather it's uh, other like for my industry, whether it's other trainers or whomever, just having that network of other professionals you can learn from and get all kind of different ideas from that way too. And also looking at who who do you look up to, like what kind of businesses do you want to be like someday, or what kind of business owner do you want to be like someday, and follow them and mm-hmm. check them out and keep it keep tabs on them. And be like, oh, that's a fun, that's a cool idea that I see that you're doing. Like I have a lot of 
friends that I follow in the industry and I, I see that them try different things and, you know, keep tabs on these kind of things so that can give you different ideas. So it's always important to keep growing um, because the moment we're not growing anymore, that's when we start burning out. That's when we start getting tired. That's when we mm. start wanting to throw in the towel because yeah. we start getting bored and yeah, you got to keep growing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Reading books. Um, I, I actually learned that from my brother. He reads he's in the music industry and him going in he didn't just go and listen to artists that he really admired and just studied how they did stuff he went and read like their autobiographies even was like what what was your mindset at each step and how did that mindset get you to where you are now and so he's like okay they had this type of mindset and that's why their craft turned into this i need to figure out how to get that mindset for myself because i like where that how that worked out for them you know um so reading a lot getting a network if there's a network you can reach out to to build you know build a, a a group of people that you can really talk to who have done it before you or have done something like what you've done then that's really helpful it keeps you motivated because then you get to learn from each other and watching videos if people have videos up that you can really study and learn from how they did their videos what they're actually talking about in their videos how they are talking in their videos like there's so many things that you could really study from Mm -hmm. different angles depending on what craft or business you're really trying to cultivate and grow and develop and cater to people so yeah keep growing everyone should keep growing don't feel stagnant in the business that you're starting and be continue to find what makes that business enjoyable for you why it's like why did i go into this venture in the first place was it just for money well that might not be sustainable you know because money comes and goes situations happen i mean pandemic so you know like you have to continue to remind yourself what is the heart of the business even why is this why does this not just matter to who i'm cater who i'm catering to but why does it matter to me to be in this business to start this business because the heart of the business is what's really going to drive you to keep the business alive in any way shape or form no matter what sacrifice you might need to do for the sake of the business thriving for your clientele and so i i love all the advice that you gave from the mindset to the actual businessy aspect of the planning and making it legal and finding the money and setting a price range but that mindset we talk about that in our sessions all the time like what is the mindset can you process what you're thinking as you're going through your goal or whatever you're jumping into and business does is no different so dude thank you for for that entire lesson on how to start a business especially when you don't really have the money and you still have a heart to do it that there are ways to still do that and so if you had to tell our listeners any advice that you would give them for starting their business that you think would be like the best takeaway from everything you said, what would you want them to walk away from this remembering? The biggest thing I would want folks to walk away 
with is I feel the mindset piece. That is something that I wish I had more of when I was in previous business endeavors that is tremendously helping me now. Like, holy moly, it is truly helping me more than anything right now is the mindset piece. And I feel one of the elements of the mindset is expectations and setting them properly, expecting that when you show the world your beautiful project, expect that you may not get much business in the beginning. You may be like, what? Come on, look how pretty it is. Look at this. Don't you want to buy it? <laughs> right. Where is everybody? Hello. Right. Here it is. Right. Expect that hardly anyone is going to like your post. Expect hardly anyone's going to share your post. Expect that. That doesn't mean your business is a failure. That doesn't mean your project is bad. That's just how that's just the reality of things. You have you have to make it work. You may have to talk to hundreds of people. You may have to go to networking events. You may have to who knows what, but yeah it's you you have to expect that it's going to take a lot of work and keep in mind too there's no perfect time to start a business there's no mm. we we want everything to be perfect yes make your business plan make sure that our mindset is at a place that is ready for who knows what and at the same time understand that there is no perfect time to start a business so you have to ask yourself are you ready now like if not Listen, there's no perfect time. You can you can start it in a week if you want. Like when I started this business, I had a plan, but it wasn't as in depth as as it is now. And it can it can build. So you know, keep that in mind too. Is you know, there's no perfect time to start this, and at the same time, do be aware that you're going to have to make it work. You're going to have to physically, with your sweat, blood, and tears, except for a small few of you who may become viral sensations. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Congratulations! You're going to have to. You literally build the business yeah. um, and really grab people by the arm. Like, no, no, look at my business. Look at this project. Yes. They're not going to be, they're not just going to flock to you. They yeah. may, but most likely not. You're going to have to bring them to it. Yeah. It's going to take lots of work and it may be months of work. Mm. Yeah. But if, if it's your baby, you know, the, they say the same yeah. thing about pregnancy. Like, you know, there's no best time to be pregnant, you know, like, you can plan all day, but you might just go for it, you know? And sometimes you, there's things that you're just going to have to figure out once that baby is born, right? So go and have a business and see what happens. It's going to grow. It's going to develop. It's going to mature. You're going to mature. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a beautiful venture from what I've seen. I don't have one yet. I'm working on hopefully starting a business at some point. But, you know, the the idea of the, the planning, the birthing of the business, the raising of the business, the cultivating of the business, it's, it's all back to mindset, relationship. It, it, it's all interwoven. And so, you know, don't be scared. I mean, you can be scared, but don't let your fear yeah. hinder you from exactly. eventually making that step into being a business owner, if that's your, is that your dream or finding that, that business partner, don't be afraid to start reaching out to people and networking and really, really looking into who, whose vision matches yours or who will get on board with your vision enough to do it with you and even maybe put money into it. You know, like who, who will do that? Don't be afraid to ask those questions to reach out. Um, because again, it's, it's what, 
you desire and you deserve to see it become what it what it should be and it'll take some work but it will definitely be worth it in the end so 100% worth it it's so fulfilling yeah a lot of work a lot of time energy sweat blood tears and at the end of the day I wouldn't have any either way Uh, that's awesome man thank you so much Jamal for sharing your story and your plans with your business how you've started and really shedding light for all of us to learn from someone who's really in the beginning stages of how to make a business work. And it's really nice to hear it from someone who's in those beginning stages versus just always the people who are like, I've been doing this for 79 years and I'm just so <laughs> great at it. Like, Good for you. Uh, you probably don't remember what it was like to be where I am right now. <laughs> so yeah. it's just refreshing to hear people in the midst of their new business and how they're trying to think of, making it work and processing it and reassessing, you know, and making sure that it stays afloat when things, you know, roadblocks happen. And it's, it's just really cool to hear that from someone like you. So thank you so much for that. He's also a personal trainer, which we said, so he definitely is someone that you can reach out to for personal training, physical transformation, I am a client of his. I've been, I was in his test group, like I said earlier, and he is phenomenal at his craft. His his training is amazing. The people that he's trained with, the years of experience, it's evident in how he, he works with his clientele. And so I highly recommend jumping in on this. It's affordable, I promise. I'm a student and I can afford it. So if I can afford it, I promise you as a student, if you're out there as a student or if you're very new into working, you can afford his services and they're really great. So people can search for you on Facebook, right? So um, first name, Jamal, J-A-M-A-L, and then Thruston, T-H-R-U-S-T-O-N. And so he's on... Yep. Find me, friend me, I'll, t- I'll accept you. Yes. And he's very friendly, as you can already tell, so... Please reach out to him. He's also on Instagram, and it's his first and last name, all as one word. So find him, talk to him, ask him questions, see what he's about, find the deets about how he trains and what what would work for your schedule. He's very good at working with people, their schedules, and it's just nice to also have someone who holds you accountable during a time of quarantine when you're not social distancing from your refrigerator. So... Yes, please, please reach out to him. He's great people. And thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. If you have any topics that you want me to address in the future, any situations you want to bring to me, hit me up on Twitter and tag me at First Basel. You can send me a DM. You can tweet me. And also, if you're starting a business or you have started a business, why don't you also share your ideas with me and I can share some of your responses on the next episode. Let us know what you're doing, what's worked, what hasn't worked, what you would have done differently in another time in your business and how it's thriving and what you've learned from the experience. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, you guys take care and Jamal, I will see you at our training tomorrow. So, yes, see you tomorrow. <laughs> all right.